All right, let's uh, let's begin. Um, we are today. We're going to do two prakim. Uh, we're going to do Perik Vav and Perik Zion. Uh, we're going to start, as I said, we're going to start a new mida, a new character trait, a new rung uh, on the ladder uh, of the Mesias Yisharim, um, and that is Rizos. That is uh, poorly translated again by the Feldheim as alacrity. I don't know if anybody knows what alacrity means. Uh, but basically, as we'll see, it's, uh, it means um, going above and beyond. No, that's not what it means. It means going, uh, what was I trying to say? Going above, meaning putting effort into uh, what you're doing. Uh, meaning being eager, enthusiastic, uh, getting up and moving. Right, getting up and moving. And just to illustrate, if we just spent the last couple of shirim on zihirus, which means being careful, so that's for the low sase. Right, that's the, if that's like the stop, look, and listen, like I'm telling my kids every day when they cross the street. So Zerizus is the opposite. Zerizus is the get up and go, right? Zerizus is, is, the, is the opposite to the Zahirus, right? Zahirus, as we said, being careful, that's to refrain from doing things that are inappropriate. And Zerizus is putting in effort into doing things that are appropriate, into doing the mitzvahs. Right, if you just look at the Ramchal over here, uh, right on the if you're following along in the green book of page Lama Zion, um, so he explains that again, right? The puzzle can tell him, uh, stay away from bad things, go up and do good things, and that's exactly the, the two things that we're, we're talking about. That Zahirus, being careful, is talking about you know, make sure you stray from the bad, uh, and Zerizus, being uh, active uh, and enthusiastic and getting up and doing stuff, that's going and doing, uh, going and doing the good. Um, and this is uh, there, and he writes in that first paragraph. If you're following, that there are two aspects to this. That the first thing is that there's zrizos, there's getting up and going to start mitzvos, right? to to start you know start uh, mitzvos that requires a certain energy. Um, and as we'll see later in, this, in the seventh parak, he talks about completing mitzvos, which is also a cru- crucial aspect. Uh, many people start Dafyomi and only a select few finish it. Maybe many people start coming to an alumni year and only a select few are still going a month later. So continuing and finishing the mitzvah uh, is very crucial and, we'll, and, and that's, uh, that's also important, but we'll talk about that in the next paragraph. Okay. So he says in the second paragraph over here, starting Vizet, that just like it takes tremendous effort to run away from Averos, it also takes tremendous effort to run towards mitzvahs. Now, we don't necessarily think of it like that. We generally, I would imagine, uh, talk about and think about how can I make myself better? How can I avoid bad behavior? I think we spend less effort thinking about how I can do good things, how I can do mitzvahs, grab them, right? Not miss an opportunity to do a mitzvah, right? We, uh, like I, <laughs> I always make fun of those. I feel bad. I always make fun of those breast love guys running at me with a little... Uh, Rabbi Nachman pamphlet, come, tzaddik, tzaddik, take, take. It, it's, they're not the fool, I'm the fool, right? They're running to teach Torah, whatever it is, and I'm just kind of laughing at them, which is terrible, right? Again, this is the, the Yitzhahara uh, works both ways, right? He, he tries to get us to do chatayim, but he also tries to get us to not do mitzvot, right? And in a certain sense, says Ramchal, it's a little bit easier for the Yitzhahara to get us to not do mitzvot, because human nature is to be inert, Right? Is, right, inertia is the default, to just sit around, do nothing, right? by nature, right, we're all couch potatoes. Right? That's our nat- human condition. Right? So instead of getting a person to run after Averos, right, which is, I guess, ostensibly harder, right, all the Itzahara does has to do, in this case, in the case of Zerizos, or not Zerizos, right, to make us, is just to kind of 
make it more who we are, right? Make the person stay where they are, right? They make the person stay, just stay late, just be lazy, just stay on the couch, just stay home, don't go out, right? This is the advice they give to people, right, who are depressed, right? Not clinically, right? Like, like people who are having a tough time, right? Just go, just get out, just get up and move, right? Get your body doing something, right? If you're going to watch on a movie on Netflix, go to the theater, right? If when you're stuck in a rut, Right, the, you guys know the worst thing to do is just slouch into bed and scroll through TikTok for two hours. Right, get up, go out, go running, go walking, do something. Right, just to get yourself moving, and that's what he says over here in the third paragraph. Kiteva hadam kaved maot. Man's nature is inherently heavy. Right, the physicality is thick. People don't like to work. They don't want to move. People like to be lazy. It's enjoyable to stay in bed to not do stuff. Right, someone who has to be over Hashem. Uh, someone who wants to be over uh, over Hashem has to overcome this, right? and that's, that's the mission that he quotes over here in Pekei Avos. So flip the page, right? Right? Those are all illustrations of moving. Of those animals move fast, right? Of being strong and 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 overcoming and doing something active, right? And he quotes also that uh, over here that the Chazal said the Gemara Brachos, right? That Things require chizik. What requires chizik? What requires strengthening? So I would have thought, what requires strengthening? Uh, running away from uh, my taivas or whatever? No, it says Torah and Maisim Tovim. That the mitzvahs ase, right, require chizik. Now I understand Torah, right? A person to study Torah is hard. But Maisim Tovim, good mitzvahs require chizik? Require strengthening? What does that mean? Yeah, so it, it does. Mitzvahs require strengthening. Right? It, it takes effort to do mitzvahs. Right? Some mitzvahs are easy. They come easy to us. And, uh, you, can, you can daven from your own room and whatever, give tzedakah on your phone or whatever it is. But to do mitzvahs it re- is an avodah. It requires effort. I, I say this all the time, and you guys probably won't appreciate it now, but to go to a simcha is an avodah. Right, to go to a shir, to go, to, let's just take a simcha for to, as an example. To go to a simcha is an avoda. Now, you're again, if your friend gets engaged or wherever it is, you're obviously going to go to the lechayim, the wedding, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It sounds like it sounds silly, but let's say you just had a breakup, or in my case, a broken engagement. Right? I had a wedding three days later. I couldn't go to that. I'm not sure I should have. It probably would have been disastrous for my psyche, but. That's not what I'm talking about. Maybe that's a little bit extreme. But for example, you're it's a shame, You're married and you have two kids and your friend's making a bris early on Sunday and it's an hour drive. You have to get the kids early and you, uh, you ran out of baby food and you don't have any get. It's a schlep. Right? Sometimes going to a simcha, right? your friends appreciate it so much when everybody comes. Right? It's a big effort. It's an avodah to go to a simcha. But that's exactly the point. Right? That's what he's saying. That we, To do mitzvahs requires effort. And then he quotes over here, this is what told, uh, Moshe told Yoshua. Right? Right? What does that mean? It means to, to be strong. To do what? Right? That you need to have a strength. You need to have an effort right? to overcome right? this, I say lazy, I don't like using the word lazy because it has the bad connotations, but this almost inert kind of heaviness that a person, uh, that a person uh, needs to do. Um, and this, this is as much 
overturning a person, let's say, you know, a person works on their midos, right? Let's say a person is angry. So they work on their midos to overcome their anger. This is the exact same thing. And we don't think about it necessarily. And that's what the Ramchal is highlighting, that we think of like doing mitzvahs is like, okay, I'll do some mitzvahs. But we don't think that we have to really overcome our natural inclination to do mitzvahs. And that's not true, right? Just as much as a person fights against their natural inclination to, let's say, be angry, we also have to fight against this natural inclination to kind of just stay uh, stay where we are. Uh, and the Ramchal points out that Shlomo Melech writes about this all the time. If you read the writings, and I am not at all well-versed in, let's say, Mishlei, Shir, Shirim, etc. But if you go through Shlomo's, uh, Shlomo Melech's writings, he says this all the time. Right? If you quote this Pesach, right, a fascinating Pesach. I'm, I'm on page uh, Lamed Ches, on page 38, right, second paragraph. Ma'at she'not, ma'at numot, ma'at chibok yadayim lishkav, Right? Again, just a little bit of sleep, a little bit of resting, a little bit of closing, right? interlocking your fingers, your hands in order to rest. Right? And all of a sudden, your poorness arrives, and a person, uh, you have, you're, you're losing strength like a person at war. Right? Someone who is lazy, someone who is, I don't want to say lazy, someone who is thick and, and kind of just kind of stays still. He's not actively harming himself, though, right? But he's bringing bad or, or negative things into his life through his lack of action, right? And this is harder, almost harder to realize, because when you go up and you do an Avera, and you do Cheshman and Nefesh, and you realize mm, that wasn't appropriate. So that is hitting you in the face. When you are not doing mitzvos, right, or you're not counteracting the natural inertia that person has, so that is much harder to realize, right? That happened, that, that lays on you, right? A person becoming more, slowly more and more inert, right? More and more lazy, let's just say, right? That's much harder to realize, right? Uh, now, again, even though it's Pshutu uh, Kamesh Mo, right? Uh, that, um, oh, oh, no, sorry, uh, one second, that's not, I'm talking about different puzzle over here. Uh, right, the next paragraph. Okay, Mishlei Perik Chavdalit. Right, uh, if you look at the third pack or paragraph over, the, over here, right, Shlomo says it differently. He says, "I passed by the field of a person who was uh, lazy, uh, and the field had thorns, right, and uh, and it, it wasn't plowed, uh, and it was covered with all this stuff. And I, I thought about this for a long time, and I realized just a little bit of sleep, a little bit of of laziness, etc. Now, there are two things that come out of this pasuk." And, and, and this is what the Ramachal highlights, and it becomes a little, bit, a little bit terrifying. But he says, again, as we've been saying, the person doesn't realize this until it's almost too late. Right? The way that a field becomes unkept, right? if you ever pass by uh, a person's front lawn, right, and it's not plowed, it's, plowed, it's not mowed, or it's not trimmed or whatever, and it looks like, that doesn't necessarily mean he left it for six months and it's just overgrown. It could be that... You know, he was supposed to mow the lawn one day, and then he just forgot, right? And then he was supposed to have the guy come, and he had to cancel, he was sick, and he didn't call him back. There's a laziness there. It's not just that the guy picked up and moved, and he's gone, he hasn't been here. There's a, one thing leads to another. And even though that's seemingly, right, that seems to be clear, right, from, from, from just this example, he says, the, he says the, the, the muscle is even worse. He says because the overgrowth of thorns is comparable to someone who hasn't learned their Torah, hasn't chazered their Torah. It's a, it's, it's a, the next two paragraphs are terrifying for, for rabbis. Right? It basically explains that uh, rabbis who don't chazer, who don't go over their, their knowledge, uh, is, uh, they're basically going to crash and burn. 
And it's not that we're talking about a, a bad rabbi or a bad rav or a bad uh, you know guy in chinuch or, or rebbetzin. It's just that let's say they knew their stuff once upon a time, but they're a little bit lazy. They don't review this. They don't review that. They show up to class without preparing, so they end up making mistakes. And then he talks about if you flip the page, right, that, that big middle paragraph in the middle on page Lamates talks about the punishment for someone who is not reviewing their learning. Um, you know, this is more again for for me, I think, but uh, but it can lead to terrible consequences, right? A, a rav who gives a it was a good it was a good student and a good teacher, but because of his atlas, because of his laziness, right, memory becomes to fade. Right? And he has a line over here, the third line. He says, and This is what we've been saying, right? Very slowly, right, without even realizing it, person starts losing. Right, uh, what he's where he's holding. Right, all of a sudden the questions you get, you get, you say the wrong answers, and now you're ready. Uh, you know, your parts get there, etc., etc. Okay, we're gonna I'm gonna move through this a little bit quickly. But basically, the point is that if a person would have just been less lazy and just reviewed their knowledge, uh, you know, once in a while they would have retained it. Okay, fine. I mean, the parallel muscle for you guys is really, let's say, for, for example, a person's health. Uh, or let's say you're an upkeep on uh, on your midah. Let's say you're working on again. You're, let's say you're taking you're doing chesbon and nefesh. So it, it requires effort to do chesbon and nefesh, like the Ramchal, like the like the Mesilas Yisharim suggests, right? Chesbon and nefesh. We I think before we started learning Mesilas Yisharim, maybe we did it before Yom Kippur. So now you learn Mesilas Yisharim, you do it once a week. Uh, are you doing it every day? If you're doing it every day, that's amazing. If you're not doing it every day, so then sometimes it slips through the cracks. That's what we're talking about over here. That it's just not, it's not because I don't want to do cheshbon and nefesh, because uh, whatever, it's 11.30 and I'm going to go to bed. I'd rather, you know, chill on my phone for a little bit or whatever, or I have to finish this uh, episode or whatever it is, talk to my friend, etc. It falls through the cracks. That's what we're talking about over here. That slowly, right, but surely, the things that we value in terms of religiousness just kind of are not kept. And then all of a sudden, I'm not doing it anymore. Right? I missed one, two, three days. This happens with Dafyomi. Again, I'm just, I just gave the Dafyomi share sets in my head. But if you miss a day, not a big deal. You'll catch up tomorrow. If you miss two, all right, now I'm behind. If you miss three, so now you're done. Now you're finished. You're never catching up. Right? It's, it's, it's like almost impossible. People talk about this like with person's health. Right? They talk about like these silent killers. Right, not because I'm old and, and broken down, <laughs> but if a person, you know, if you don't pay attention to your health and you don't exercise, you don't watch, watch what you're eating, so slowly but surely it deteriorates to a point where Chas Shalom needs some sort of medical intervention. This is what Shlomo was saying, right? And this is because the lack of Zerizos, the lack of this Midah, right, can, can literally kill a person, both physically and spiritually, right, if they're, uh, if they're not careful. This is along the lines of what we've been discussing up until now, right? Thinking about life, right? Not just going through the motions, not just getting swept up with what everybody is doing, right? Throwing the anchor out, uh, saying, where is this ship going? That's step one. Step two, and just as crucial, right, is actually having the courage to do it, right? After you've decided what you want, what is good in life, right? Having the courage to actually do that, that's what we're talking about. That's Zerizos. A lot of people miss step two. Step one is amazing. Don't get me wrong. It's amazing to take a stock of where you're at and what you want in life. But once you know what you want and what you know what you know is good, right? to have the courage to take that second step and actually do it, it that's Zerizos. That's what the Ramachal is talking about over here. Because most people are either too lazy uh, or too scared to do it. Um, and this is what the Ramachal writes. If you look at the bottom of Lama Tess, uh, paragraph starts, We see this in our own eyes. 
Right, for, uh, I'm, not gonna, I mean, I'm trying to stay away from reading the actual text, but this is exactly what people people do. Uh, again, you know, right? You know that you have to do in, this intellectually, but you don't do it, right? You're reading the Seals of You're learning about Zahirus, about being careful. You know that after the Zahirus comes Zerizus, about being, you know, being vigilant and, and going and doing and being doing mitzvahs. You know this stuff intellectually, but you don't do it, not because you don't think it's true or right. It's because your physical laziness, dormancy, whatever word you want to use, dominates a, a person, right? That's the, that's the teva that we have. Uh, and it says the Ramchal that people will say these things and they will rationalize these things to themselves. Once a person is kind of bogged down by their own kind of like, uh, kind of laziness, so then they start making excuses. Well, uh, just to quote what he has over here, right? Ochel kima, I'll eat a little bit. Ishan kima, I'll sleep a little bit. It's tough to go out right now, right? I took my coat off already. What I, how is so much effort to put it back on again? It's very hot. It's very cold. It's raining, right? All these other excuses. Um, and sometimes they're legit, and usually they're not, right? There's a very uh, frightening Rashi that says that by the Mishkan, the Nesim, right? The Pasuk says that the Nesim brought the Avnei Achoshan. And uh, basically, Rashi explains that they didn't bring any of the raw materials for the Mishkan because they, the Nisim thought that everybody should bring whatever they bring, and they'll bring what's left, right? They wanted to finish the Mishkan. They wanted, as we'll see in a second, it's a mitzvah is called based on the people who finish it. So they thought that they would finish. They're like, everybody will do their mitzvah, and we'll do, you know, we'll fill in what's left. And they were left holding the bag. And Rashi says that because they were lazy, because this atzlanus, because this uh, this midah uh, of not uh, of not getting up and doing stuff. Um, and that's the quotes of Pesach over here, which Shlomo says again in Mishlei, that uh, is, uh, right, through laziness, right, the ceiling caves in, through lazy work, the house leaks, right, that a person has to maintain, right, their house is considered to be, right, their Mishkan Ma'at, their, their, their small home, right, the home of Kedusha, but through a little bit of laziness, so there's holes in the wall, holes in the ceiling, and you have cracks already uh, in in the holy Kedusha, in the, in the holy... Um, abode and the Mishkan that you're building. Um, my Rebbe, Rav Miller, again, I, I mentioned I learned uh, Messiah Yisharim by Rav David Miller, so he quotes a story about Rav Chaim Brisker, that uh, a student, right, a Talmud left the de- went off the derech and came back to Rav Chaim with all sorts of questions. And Rav Chaim said back to him, those aren't questions, those are answers. And the idea was that he basically presented to him all s- different sorts of rationalizations of why he wasn't doing X, Y, and Z. I knew a person who told me once, a Talmud of mine, uh, he wasn't going to be from. Why? Because of Yom Tov Shani. Didn't make sense to him. He said, it's ridiculous. Why do I have to do the? Why do I have to eat matzah two nights in a row? Doesn't make sense to me. Oh, I mean, it was pretty obvious to anybody else who, who was listening that that was a rationalization. What, kind of, what does that mean? Well, Yom Tov Shani is why you're not going to keep kosher. Like, What? Okay, so now Baruch Hashem is doing well today. That's not a, whatever, but but that's a, that was an excuse. That's a rationalization, right? So very often when we are lazy, we come up with reasons, right? And this is the Ramachal writes, right? The, the lazy person, right? If you ask them, right, they don't think they're being lazy. They don't think they're they're not putting in the effort. They give you all sorts of reasons. You have to come late to davening because you're helping your parents get the little kids out, and and you can't go to the shir because you uh, you, you take Pilates and your mind won't be clear for the rest of the week, and you know nishmartem eloth on afshoseichem. Excuses, excuses. Um, 
just a point about Nishmatim Lavnafshuzechem. The pasuk says, right, Nishmatim Lavnafshuzechem. You should keep right. Make sure you keep yourself uh, right. Literally means watch over your own nefesh. Right? People like to quote that all the time with Corona, right, with with the with the masks and and the shots or whatever. Whatever people did for Corona, that pasuk is about avodah So it's not about your health. Even though I threw it out there as if like it's talking about your health. I guess literally taking the words in the vacuum means you should watch over your soul, but that puzzle is talking about Avodah Zarah, so it's not actually a good quote that I gave you, but all right, whatever, anyway, I apologize. Anyway, but Tachlis is the person who's, who's being lazy, so they, they kind of fail to realize that this is all excuses. Right? That's the Ramchal writes. A person doesn't realize. A person, the moment your inherent nature of inertia takes over, right? you're already partial. You're already impartial. Um, no, you're partial. You're partial to the, to the situation, right? You're, you can no longer right, give uh, you know an impartial opinion. And that's what Shlomo Melech said again. He quotes Shlomo Melech again. A person is thinks he's smarter than seven other people, right? No logical arguments, right? Convince uh, can convince you otherwise at that point, right? You think everybody's mistaken and you're correct. So w- when this happens and you catch yourself. Being a shtukl lazy or giving, maybe you realize you're giving excuses, right? The next time that happens to you, if you're able to kind of stop and think, very often you can catch yourself giving excuses. So how do you know if the excuses you're giving are legit or not? Because sometimes they are. Sometimes uh, your parents do need you and you can't go to this, uh, I don't know, NCSY Shabbaton or whatever. Sometimes that's legit. Sometimes you have an obligation to keep it up at aim. Or what, uh, so that, that, that's, that's, that could be legit. So what do you do? You have to, you have to ask the Shiloh. Right, it's crucial to have a rav, a mentor, a friend, someone to speak things out, right? To make sure that you're not being partial uh, to your own kind of like mm, it's a schlep, I don't want to travel, etc. Right? You have to really think about it and right, maybe ask somebody else for uh, for an opinion. Um, and that's what he says over here. Ram says over here that every kula, every leniency right, requires intense introspection. Um, is this kula, is this leniency, you know, based on real halacha, or is it based on your own kind of personality? Uh, when you eat Rabbanut in Eretz Yisrael, is that because you kind of... I'm just messing around. You know what I'm saying. Whenever you have some sort of leniency in Halacha, is that you just trying to, you know, uh, trying to kind of get around Halacha, or is it legit? Right? You have to make sure it's not based on your own natures. Okay, bottom line, as, as he kind of sums up over here, you know, on, on Daf Memalef, on page 41, right, a person needs to realize right, that uh, he is, by nature inert and that nothing will push you out of this status out of this static energy right unless there is energy expended upon it right you rec- there is an energy that you need to do mitzvos right you have to get up and pay god right? you have to go help your mom for shabbos right i remember that i one shiva call specifically i was extremely lazy it was down the block i just always had something doing quote unquote and by the time I turned around, I realized, oh, I should go pay him a shiva call. It was the last day. And I knocked on the door after they had already gotten up. Terribly embarrassed. I, to this day, I see the guy every single day, more or less. He lives on my block. And embarrassed to, to no end. He probably forgot about it, hopefully. But a person needs to get up and spend energy and go do mitzvahs, right? To go help your mom for Shabbos. To go make that phone call. Um, and uh, whatever it is. Whatever chesed you're trying to do. Um, and just to finish off with this parak, and then we'll go to the next one. Um, the Ramchal writes that very fascinating. Very often, well, he doesn't write this, but we, I'm just adding this before we get into it. Uh, very often we compare humans and angels um, in the sense that, 
right? What do we what do they usually say in the Musar Shmuzim? Right? Humans are greater than angels in one way, right? One what? What? In that we have an ability to choose to overcome evil, right? Angels have no free cho- choice. Humans have free choice. So when we choose good over evil, right? We overcome our Yitzhahara and and we are therefore greater than angels. What we kind of usually don't mention there is that angels is great, are greater than humans in almost every other way. And this is one of them. And that when a Kosh Baruch Hu tells them to go do X, Y, and Z, so partly because they don't have free will, but they also, as the Ramchal writes over here, they run and do it right away. Right? They, uh, as he quotes the Pazik in Yechezkel, right? They, the, 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 the Malachim, the Chayos, which are the Malachim, Ratzov Ashov Kamari Bazak. They run back and forth like lightning, right? They always go immediately to fulfill the words of Akash Baruch Hu. So we also uh, should, uh, should strive uh, for that level. Okay. Now, Perik Zion. Um, I'm happy to do, I, I like to do the, this is, it's good that we have a few minutes just to do these back to back because it really is a, a continuation, all the Prakim are obviously continuation of the first one, but this really does uh, flow uh, with the previous, with Perik Vav. Um, and he says over here that uh, Zriza is obviously a very crucial Mida, and there are two aspects, as we, as we alluded to at the beginning, that there are two aspects to this crucial element of putting in energy uh, into doing your mitzvahs. First of all, to get going, right? The hardest part of getting a rocket into space is liftoff, right? You need all the boosters, etc. Once it's up there, you can, you know, have the boosters fall away, etc., etc. Um, obviously, not a great example because there's other the gravity. Okay, well, maybe it is a good example because gravity is like the inherent laziness in humans. Whatever, you know what I'm saying. To get off the ground, to go and start and do the mitzvos, that is step A, right? That's the zrizos. You need zrizos. You need this uh, putting in the effort so that you don't miss an opportunity. So you don't miss out on a mitzvah, right? Either when a mitzvah comes to you or maybe you think about doing a mitzvah, right? That's a crucial point, right? If you ever think about doing a mitzvah, uh, I, I know my friends having a really hard time. They would really appreciate a gift card to their favorite store or whatever. I'll get 20 bucks, whatever it is. I'll you know, pick them up. I'll take them out to lunch, whatever it is. So do it. If you don't do it that day, if you don't do it that minute, odds are it ain't happening. So you need Zerizos, you need this aspect of, of being, you know, get up and go to move things from Machshava to Maisa, to move it from your head, right, into actions. Uh, and you also need to stave off this Mida of inertia, of laziness, because the longer you wait, right, the more excuses you'll have. Um, right, right, if you'll, you'll never know what the situation will happen, uh, when, when the situation will change, right, a day later, two days later, even an hour later. Right, I had something last week, which uh, Baruch Hashem, everything is okay at the moment. Uh, got a call from uh, from the guy where Eitan was, and I basically had to take him to the hospital. Um, my whole afternoon disappeared like that. He's fine, Baruch Hashem. Right? He, has, he had a seizure in Ghan, which is terrifying, but uh, he's okay, Baruch Hashem. Uh, but you know, my whole, I had a bunch of things I was going to do in that afternoon, and obviously that whole afternoon was shot. Uh, you know, spent the whole afternoon in the emergency room, and, and he's okay, Baruch Hashem. He's totally fine, you know, running around, back at Ghan, everything is fine. Um, but things change on a dime. So if you have opportunity to do a mitzvah, don't say, I'll do it in three days. I'll do it next week. Right? You never know when things are just going to change just like that. Um, so the Ramchal writes the, the Medrash, uh, the Ramchal writes about the Medrash in, uh, about, uh, is it the Medrash? Oh, no. I th- uh, oh, yeah, it is the Medrash. I take it back. Um, that, uh, by, by, I mean, it's based on the Psukim, which is why I was a little bit confused. But basically, uh, the story goes is that when David was dying, right, this is how uh, Shmolachim starts? Shmuel Beis? Maybe Shmuel Beis. I don't remember. Terrible. I don't remember. See, this is me not reviewing my work. Um, basically, that David was dying, 
and uh, Adonio, his son, uh, anointed himself king. And uh, Batsheva and Garanavi go in and they do this whole, uh, this whole, um, or Nasan Navi, I forget which Navi it is. I terrible. I have to go review. I'm gonna, as soon as I'm done, I'm going to review that that parak. Uh, anyway, so basically they go in and they meet this whole song and dance because David had told Bathsheba that uh, Shlomo was going to be king. Um, so basically, after that whole thing, David goes and tells Benayo, which one of his one of his advisors, basically go and run and anoint Shlomo. Do it right now. Go take go take Shlomo and anoint him on the spot. Now, as Ramchal says, what was the point of that? Because the, Hashem had told David that Shlomo was going to be king, right? It was a nevuah. So basically, he says that right, there are many things that could have interfered. Right? Maybe he'd be king, but by then, who knows what's going to happen? So don't delay, don't 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 slow down. So basically, he, the Ramchal quotes a bunch of statements from Chazal um, that a person should do mitzvahs as soon as they can. They need this extra energy to you know, to get things started. Mitzvah uh, right? If you have a mitzvah that comes to your hand, don't let it get chametz. Don't let it get uh, turn into chametz. Don't let it uh, delay. Don't let it get stale. Zriza uh, makdim in the mitzvahs. Right? He has a fascinating comment over here, which I don't think I understand entirely, but that uh, that the the remember the story of Lot and his daughters. So Lot, obviously they, they thought they were in the cave and there was no other humanity. And the only way to keep humanity going was for Lot, for Lot to sleep with his daughter. So basically the older daughter went first, the younger daughter went second. The older daughter had the nation of Moab and the younger daughter had the nation of Ammon. So it goes over here that Moab converted into the Jewish people right, four generations before Ammon because the older daughter right, did it first, even though it's a very difficult story to understand. But since the older daughter was first, so they were Zoha to, to have four generations, 150, 160 years uh, of, of Jewish children before uh, Ammon. Um, a little bit easier to understand is this mimer he quotes about uh, about uh, Shabbos that on Shabbos we're supposed to walk differently. We're nearly not really supposed to run so much, but if it's for a mitzvah, so then you're allowed to run. Uh, you're allowed to run. Uh, you're allowed to run for Shabbos, right? In other words, Adam the Devar Mitzvah. If you live Shabbos, person can even run uh, on Shabbos for mitzvahs. That's the idea of Zrizos. Now the Ramchal points out over here that is Zrizos. Fascinating. I wish it, I almost wish he would have pointed it out last parak, but it, it's, that's why I like to do it together. He parallels Zerizos with Zahiros. Now again, Zahiros, which we did the last couple of Shurim, is being careful not to do Averos, and Zerizos is getting up and going and doing and, and doing mitzvahs. He says Zerizos involves breaking a person's natural inclination. Zahiros involves using a person's natural inclination. Right? Zahiros to be careful with uh, with mitzvahs. Right? A person is naturally careful about their own lives, about their own physical self. If you notice something that is threatening your physical well-being, a person is naturally inclined to either run or to do something to counteract that. So Zahirus, right, being careful about Averos, is simply transferring that from your physical self to your spiritual self. Right? And just being careful about your spirituality. Zerizus is more involved. It's breaking your natural inclination to be lazy. Right? That is missing. A person does not have this mida, this characteristic in them naturally. Right? You have to build that. You have to build this idea of, of going out and not being lazy. Right? And, and so he writes that as much as a person is able to acquire it, right, that's, a person will be able to be gifted uh, and rewarded in, that's, in the next world. Right? Uh, Rav Miller tells a story about Rav Elchanan Wasserman. 
that Rukhana uh, once when it was Rosh Shiva in Europe, he was killed in the Holocaust. So Hashem Yakum Damo, Hashem should avenge his blood. Anyway, so he had a Shiva in a place in a town called Baranovich. So fascinating in the in the in the biography of Rukhana, they interviewed Goyim who survived the war about the town. And they said, what do you remember about this yeshiva? And fascinating, they said that one of the things they said is that they remembered that every morning there would be a stampede of boys running through town twice every morning. What the heck was going on? So apparently Rabbi Hanan had set up the yeshiva and the cafeteria in different places. And he made the schedule so that you could only get to breakfast and back on time from davening if you ran. So it basically instilled the boys this idea of A, being on time, so that the bust out of shul, get the breakfast, and bust back, so that they'd be on time, and B, this this mida of Zerizos, right, of putting in effort, of going and hurrying, and actually putting in effort, not just being lazy and moseying on your way, uh, you know, moseying your way from uh, from the dorms to Nugatine, to this dorm, pick up that, and come show up, and you know it's already ten thirty, and you missed two classes. Anyway, so that's so that's that's what the Zriza is. Zriza is. So then he says the second aspect of Zriza, which is also super crucial. If you're following along in the text or the English, I'm on page forty-three, uh, page Mem Gimel. Acha Zriza, that paragraph over there. Acha After you do the action. Uh, after you've grabbed onto the mitzvah, you should hurry, you also need effort and energy to complete the mitzvah. Right? That's crucial. Uh, to use an author's example, um, every novelist has a bunch of half-written novels sitting on their computer. For a better example, right? everyone uh, who goes through Mesilas Yisharim gets to the fourth parak and stops there. Whatever metaphor you want. Right? Don't just start the mitzvah. Right, but complete the mitzvah. Not because you know it's a burden that you can't wait to get rid of, right? But because right, you you have to. You don't want to not finish it. Um, a mitzvah is, ba- is is called based on the person who finishes it, right? The Ramchal gives a bunch of examples from Chazal that uh, you know Shlomo, David wanted to build a base on Mikdash, but Shlomo actually did it. Right? Shlomo was praised for working seven years nonstop to build the base on Mikdash. Moshe, similarly, was praised for building the Mishkan in the same way. Right? The, the, the timeline for building the Mishkan was so super fast. Right? They gathered the materials right after Yom Kippur. Right? It was finished in Kislev, and then it was set up in Nisan. Right? That's, it, between gathering the materials and building the actual Mishkan was like three months. Right? That's super fast. Right? He quotes over here by Avram. It says, Vayimaher Avram a bunch of times, right? By Achnasis Orchim. Uh, uh, it says a couple times, Vayimaher. It says by Rivka when he was, she was filling up uh, for the camels by, by uh, Eliezer. Vatimaher, she hurried, right? To do, to do her work uh, without delay, right? To do it right away. That's right. My Sava similar button, right? That we should right, do mitzvahs as fast as we can. Um, uh, just uh, on the next page, right? Just I uh, went through that pretty quickly. But Vatira, right? If I'm on page Mamdalid, right? uh, okay, just to, to paraphrase, right? If a person has these right motivations, right? That, that motivation brings about, right? An excitement and an energy to do mitzvahs, right? And if you have this mindset, so grab as many mitzvahs as you can, you'll be a Zaris, right? You have the mushal, the famous mushal, the Chavetz Chaim, right? If you're, uh, he's talking about Shemir Salashon, but uh, if you're picking up gems, right? On a beach, right? He's, Right, he uses that muscle to say, like, yeah, a person thinks I'll never be able to stop saying Lashon Hara completely. So the Chavetz Chaim is like, yeah, but you should try and not say Lashon Hara sometimes. 
right? He gives the example. This is what I'm saying, that if a person's walking on the beach and you have diamonds all over the beach, right, you, you can never get all of them, but you should definitely try and pick up some of them. So that's the same idea, right? Get as much as you can, right? And as fast as you can, right? As many as you can, right? Be careful not to drop any, right? So that's, uh, so that's, that's the same thing over here, that a person should just hop mitzvahs as soon as they can, right? Put in the effort and get as much as you can. And if you think about it, and it says Ramchal, a fascinating psychological insight right over here. Let's say a person is not inherently uh, energetic and excited and ready to jump and do mitzvahs. Right? So he says that just like right, a person who is motivated will act with Zrizos, so a person who acts with Zrizos will become motivated. Right? Again, just like we talked about before, a person's actions and their outer efforts Right? impact their thoughts, impact their personality. If you act with Zerizos, then you will become more motivated. So says the Ramchal, if you're not feeling it, fake it. Right? Fake the excitement, fake the enthusiasm. Right? If, if, if a person behaves in a lazy manner, they will feel lazy. If a person behaves in an excited manner or puts in energy or says this is going to be great and goes and does something, then they will inevitably become right, more excited. Right? We know that Rahman Alibaboy, that Kaj Baruch who wants our hearts, Hashem wants us to yearn, but not everybody's so from. Right? Not everybody has that uh, like, like the Ramchal quotes over here. Right? God bless those people, but not all of us are so, so from, just to use the, the vernacular. So incredible piece of advice is the Ramchal for people who don't necessarily have that fire burning inside of them. Right? If, you're, if you're not psyched to go on the Senses Y Shabbaton, just to use that example again. So fake the Ruach for the first meal, and things will pick up, right? He says over here, at the key, I'm, in, I'm just in the last paragraph here on page, right? the actions, the outer actions, uh, drive and give a fire to the inner, to the inner thoughts, right? And a person definitely has more control over their outer actions than their inner thoughts, right? If you don't understand why you should daven, so just do it. And you'll hopefully start to understand. Pick a pick a something to study, but get up and go. Right? Same with learning. Same with chesed. Right? If you wait around for your insides to pick up, right, that's not happening. Right? A person doesn't just get, very rarely does a person just get motivated inner, get inner motivation out of nowhere. So he says, get up and do things. Get up and going. Right? The yearning will come. Right? The fire, the flame, the excitement will come. Right? It's much easier to build external habits and do external actions than to change internal feelings. And as he ends off, right, once you do something that's within your capacity, right, you have the actions, you have the, the ability to affect and put in the effort to affect your actions. So then once you do what's within your capacity, then you will acquire uh, what's beyond your capacity. And finally, I just want to point out one one beautiful horror that he, that he says, he almost throws in an extra word here, but it's so crucial. I'm five lines up on the last, pa on the last paragraph on uh, page Mem Hay, right? After a person goes and does this and gets up and goes and, and uses this midah as rizos, ki tivaleid bo hasimcha hapnimis vachevitz vachemda. He says that a person will have not only the desire and the fire, but the inner simcha, has simcha pnimis, inner joy, which is amazing because it creates an inner, not only an inner excitement and a desire and an enthusiasm, but it's an inner joy. A lot of people think that they're unable to be happy. Right? For whatever reason, they're unable to affect their, their happiness. He says it's not true. So a person goes and puts in effort, their external actions will impact their internal joy. And then you'll have like this simcha, right? the simcha zachayim, uh, that, uh, that the mitzvahs that we know that a Torah life can give us. All right, Shkoyach everybody. That was a little bit longer than usual, but uh, I think it was worth it to get through those two program. Um, great to see everybody. Uh,
and we'll see you next week. And again, now that we have this 